0: Hey, welcome to this week's edition of The Sinner and the Saint. I'm Allison Kane.
1: And I'm Isabelle, and today we are going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. The stuff Christians say that is well-intended, but does not land well, depending on who you're speaking to. Mm. Having not grown up in church, I had lots of people say things to me, especially when I moved up here in North Carolina, that were super offensive. Um, like, I'll pray for you. <laughs> so what do you think about that one actually and then I'll tell you where I come from
0: so I've actually been on the receiving end of a negative response
1: okay um, wasn't me though
0: from, not from you uh, it was uh, when my son was younger and um, I said to another mom who was really struggling with her child you know I, I'll pray for y'all she looked at me like she could have shot me with a gun right there. Mm. I mean, she was angry. Darts coming from her eyes. I mean, and I, I, I didn't know what to say. I mean, for me, that was the most special, the most helpful thing that I knew to do. Because it was such a situation. I knew I couldn't help. I didn't have any advice. And for me, it's like, I'll go straight to the top for you. It's like, I cannot get you pardoned from prison, but the president can. So I'm going to call the president and I'm going to let him work on that for you. And so that's what I felt like I was doing for her. It's like, I got nothing. I'm just me, but I know somebody who can help. And I am going to lift up a prayer for your son and I know that God will take care of it. But it was so, I could tell that she was so offended. And I knew that I was correct because she actually said something to another mom later. And that person told me. So it was confirmed. It wasn't just, oh, you thought that happened, Allison. No, she was really angry.
1: So, flip side of the coin, uh, I had just moved up here and a woman at this church asked me a question and my response She didn't know me, okay, literally first time in the church. And she said, well, I'll pray for you. And to me, at that time in my life where I was in my walk with God, um, wasn't really walking with him, actually. I was just trying to go to a church and maybe see what that was about. Uh, When she said, I'll pray for you, to me, it felt like she was just like patting me on the head and sending me on my way. Mm -hmm. And it felt so judgy. It felt like you are such a mess. I don't even know what to do with you. So, I'll pray for you. like A, okay. a little condescending. Yeah, kind of. You know, yeah. And you know what? She probably never meant it that way. But it felt bad. So, I'll pray for you is one of those ones. So, but when is it okay to say, I'll pray for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's something for us to think about, right? Um, as Christians, when we're talking to people, for me, it's my go-to solution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a prayer wall in my
1: Pantry oh, I love it, too. It's awesome. With
0: post-it notes all over. I have the prayer request side and the praise side. So, you know, when one gets answered, not all of them do. And some of them have been up there a really long time. But um, some of them do, and we get to move them over, and we get to see all the work that God has done. Sometimes I say, I'm going to put you on my prayer wall. How would how would you take that? Would that be just as offensive? So yeah. You know,
1: you know what's interesting? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's just the phrase... I'll pray for you, that seems like a, okay, just go. Like, Uh I can't deal with you. I don't know what to do with you. You're too much of a mess, whatever. Gotcha. Uh, But maybe it's, I'm in a different place, plus I've seen your prayer wall, (laughs) and I think I've been on the prayer request side and moved to the pray side, so I know what it's like to walk through that. But I will say this, had that person known me at all, Mm -hmm. had I had a relationship with them at all, it may have felt a little different when she said that. So it's really not her fault. It was where I was.
0: Right. It was, it, that's what I tell my children. I'm like, look, when someone has a response to y- your kindness, um, that you, that you meant, cause it can be really hurtful when some, I was hurt. Yeah. I mean, because one, I never wanted to hurt her feelings. My intention was to help this mom feel better. This was the only way I knew how in this situation. And so I knew that I had made her angry and, um, and that I had been misunderstood. And so I, my children experience that. And so I teach them, you know, it's really not you. It's Mm -hmm. what that person is going through, but it's still hard to recognize that and let it, you know, and not feel bad and not feel guilty about what you've done. You never, I never want to be the person that puts a, a, a thicker wedge between them and God, but I also feel as if sometimes it can be an opening
1: mm-hmm.
0: where I've met people and I, my husband says, I have this sign that I, we can't see, <laughs> but everybody else does. And it says, talk to me, I'll listen. <laughs> and uh, we can be in the middle of Target or any store and people just open up to me and start telling me like really deep, things mm-hmm. personal things and uh, and I do start conversations with people and try to give them compliments and I will often say I would I would love to pray for you um I will put you on my prayer wall and I don't know if they're a Christian but
1: but you've already had some time with them
0: well like in the checkout line though but they
1: shared with you like a lot right
0: yeah but how is that different from this lady she had shared something with me mm. too, and then when I said that, and and so I don't know, you know, if her heart maybe had been in the right place, um, and she had been a little closer to God or had a different experience, it could have actually helped her, mm. in to edge closer to God. Like I would like that. Some people are obviously so. What is that line? That's difficult.
1: Yeah, you know, I would have to say, um... just shut up. Sometimes I want to say, shut "Shut your mouth. But a lot of times when I say, I'll pray for you, someone's going, you know, sending out an SOS, say a prayer, say a prayer. Um, But other times, sometimes, you know, I'll have to say to myself, I'll make sure to put them on a prayer wall. Or I'll make sure that I put them on my prayer list and don't Mm -hmm. tell them that I'm praying for them. Um, But usually, yeah, I guess if they haven't literally said, hey, will you pray for me? I just make a mental note. But of course, that's because I come from a different place. Right. Wasn't raised in a church. So I'm like, mm, I'll just pray for you and God will work it out. <laughs> and
0: I think that's important too. The backgrounds from which we come,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that can affect um, how we approach the situation too. Because for me, it's like, I really need you to know that I care about you so right. much that I'm going to pray for you. You know, like for me, it's like, I need you to know that you're loved. Right, (laughs) and somebody at God loves you (laughs) you know I don't know so I think that one's kind of just you just go with whatever the moment holds and hope for the best yeah and then hope that that person will take it in which the spirit in which it's intended and if it's not then you really have no control over that if you know that you meant it with sincerity and love that's all you can do exactly you, your know? Heart,
1: you know where your heart was coming from, and yeah. that's what you're responsible for, is yourself. Exactly. And you answer to God, you only answer to that person. So there's also that. That's right. Uh, you just said spirit, which reminds me of another one. Um, if you tapped into the Holy Spirit more, mm-hmm. um, as a new believer, I don't even know what that means. How do you tap into the Holy Spirit? Do you get some <laughs> of that holy water and drink it? <laughs> so confused. Uh, oh. And... Is he related to
0: that Jesus guy? Right. And where does he fit in with God? And what is this Trinity?
1: (laughs) Kind of suggesting if you tap into the Holy Spirit or, well, now I'm not even good enough to tap into the Holy Spirit, so now maybe I, but this is how I felt when it was spoken Mm. to me. I felt like, I'm a Christian. God loves me. I get it, but I'm not good enough because I can't tap into the Holy Spirit. Is that like an outer body experience? Do I have to speak in tongues for that? That
0: threw me for Mm. a big loop
1: and it made me really angry. But no one died because Jesus is in my heart.
0: Oh, well, that's good. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Interesting. And so when that comment was made to you, was it your life would be better? You wouldn't? What was the context for that? So if you would just tap into the Holy Spirit, you would know what you want to do with the rest of your life. Your family would be perfect. All your problems would be solved. You know, yeah. what? So, I've actually never said that to anyone.
1: Wow. <gasps> wow. So I guess I so I'm much glad much. I get
0: a pass on that one.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one, but it was a situation that uh, I have been praying for for a very, very long time. Probably even before I had a good relationship with God, I knew to pray for this. Oh, wow. And I wasn't seeing any responses. Um, and I happened to be in a Bible study. And the Bible study, I think, was about... Tapping into the Holy Spirit. I don't really remember because I was so. So that was the
0: context.
1: Basically, (laughs) saying you're praying. You know, you're searching for all these solutions outside Mm -hmm. of the Bible and God. Where if you just tap into the Holy Spirit more, then it would be fixed. Then it would be. mm -hmm. And um, from the situation, I I think that that was not even true.
0: Nothing that. I do think that we as Christians um can certainly throw that around a lot. And the, the thing is that tapping into the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, whatever, and praying for it doesn't fix problems necessarily. Um sometimes it does. Sometimes the problem is fixed, sometimes immediately. I think you've experienced that, um, a prayer request that we were something we were praying about. And I was like, dang, that was a fast <laughs> turnaround. Go God. Uh, but sometimes like I have prayer requests, post-it notes on my wall that are tattered and weathered and the sticky is old and it's about to fall off and I'm gonna have to make a new one because it's been up there so long. And I think what we need to recognize is because there's not that instant fix, it doesn't mean God's not at work. But when we're praying about it and tapping into the Holy Spirit, although it's not fixed, it certainly gives us a greater strength, a greater courage and a greater peace and comfort to sit Mm -hmm. in the wait, because the wait is the hardest part. That's when we start, we can begin to doubt. If we're not tapping in, we can begin to uh, become angry and resentful, wonder like, I know there've been times I'm like, hello, God, I am down here praying for this. Where are you?
1: Is this thing on? Is this mm. <laughs> hello?
0: Yes. And I think, you know, that is this beautiful thing about the Lord. You know, he's our he's our father and sometimes you remember when your kids were little, I don't know if you ever did this, but you'd be in a store and it was time to go and they wouldn't come. Mm. And, it, and and so you would look at him and you're like, "Okay, well, I'm going home now. See you later." And you turn around to leave them alone. Mm -hmm. And then they start running towards you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I feel like that's kind of what God does to us sometimes. Right. I mean, he, we're like, Oh, we're going to do this on our own. I mean, I know I'm guilty of this. (laughs) I got this God. My plan is great. This is all going to be fine. I got this covered. You worry about the big stuff, this other, this, uh, these other things. And, um, I'll tap into you for those. Mm -hmm. And he kind of lets us do our thing. And then we realize, oh, snap, never mind. And we go running back. And so, I don't know. I mean, that's the beauty of our relationship with him. But it doesn't fix things necessarily. It certainly makes them easier to handle.
1: Right. And so so you can actually decipher what tapping the Holy Spirit means. You don't have to drink any holy water. You don't right. have to speak in tongues. that mean?
0: Tapping in? Um,
1: yeah, just tell them what it means. Tell, it just, How do you do it?
0: It just means talking to God. Yeah. It just means opening the word, Pray. getting praying, mm-hmm. you know, ta- having a conversation. That's what I tell my kids. It's like it's literally just a conversation. Just I don't do anything special. God and I just kind of talk in my head all day long. <laughs> sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes I'm in awe. Sometimes I have a question. Sometimes I'm in a battle. Sometimes I'm so weary and tired and worried that I sit there. And it's those moments when you're supposed to, you know, be praying constantly and you know you should be, but you got nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause
0: you're just numb yeah. from the despair, the pain, um, the sadness, and you're, I've just said, God, I got nothing. I'm so, I know I'm supposed to be praying like crazy right now, but I just need you to know my heart. Right. He's right there listening, just asking. Like he says, ask and you'll ask and you will find. Like, seek and you'll find, ask and it will be given to you. Yeah. Knock and the door will be opened. I mean, so many, I mean, there's no special fee, there's no form to fill out, yeah. all we have to do is ask
1: him. So um, I will say that when that person said that to me, it made me feel like I was not good enough. Yeah. And so what would you say to someone that's been praying about something for a really long time and they're seeing no movement? Like, what do you say to them?
0: Oh, I've been there. Yeah, I'm still there. I think that's all of us for the rest of our lives because it's not, you know, it's it's not a magic potion prayer. And I think you know when you're not seeing the movement, then your prayer can change into God. Just give put put yourself in that prayer list and say, I just need your courage and your strength. Um, oh. I see it with illness with those that are battling illnesses. I see it in broken marriages with wives or husbands who are begging God to save their Mm -hmm. marriages. I see it um, in so many with addictions and those moms or family members that just want their other family members or friends to come to know Jesus and it's like nothing. Mm -hmm. And so that is why my prayer wall has been so important for me. I'm very visual. And I can, as all of us, we can tend to remember the bad things, the negative things, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: instead of the positive things and the things that God has done. And so this wall, I literally, when I get so upset and discouraged about those post-it notes I mentioned before that are tattered and old and no movement, they haven't moved from the spot they originally went up on the wall in, the Lord says, but Allison, look to the right. Mm -hmm. And I just turn my head to the right which is the praises side and I see all those colorful post-it notes of all the prayer requests that he has answered and it is just his gracious reminder that look it's a mess down here I get it and I know that this is your desire I'm working maybe not at your speed maybe not in the way that you think I should work but I'm in this and I'm here and I have not forgotten you And that's really important for me because I think me personally, and maybe it would benefit some of you as well, I just need that reminder that he's in the the middle of things. Yeah. Even in those things, I just, you can't give up. Yeah. Um, Keep knocking. Keep asking.
1: Yeah. And you'll be blessed. You'll be hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed.
0: That's your third one. This isn't is my it?
1: third one. Uh, it goes kind of right along the line with bless your heart, I think. But um hashtag blessed really gets under my skin. I see it on t-shirts and bumper stickers, and you know what? It could be my attitude about it. But when I see someone post a picture and they're on this beautiful vacation with their family and everything is hunky dory and it says hashtag blessed, I think. So those that cannot afford a vacation, mm-hmm. or those whose families are not all put together, are those, um, I don't know, are they not blessed? Has God chosen not to bless them? Because I don't think that's what the Bible says. Help me out.
0: No, I mean, I struggle with this one too. And I think it's because it can be overused. Okay. And, and social media certainly doesn't help. I mean oh my gosh our own personal public relations you know you know how I feel about Facebook oh yeah I'm not a fan please never message me on Facebook cause yeah y'all I, if you
1: need to get a hold of us check like Center in the Saint on Facebook or Melissa Bell because Allison T Kane mm-hmm. will never respond
0: no I, I just don't do it I do not I'm not a fan yeah we'll just say that um I struggle with it but then I also realize because I think back as we were discussing this topic I know that I have put hashtag blessed on something and I think what has I was really kind of searching my heart like why did you put that because I certainly don't put it on all my pictures Uh, because I even have a luggage tag with like you know your name and address for when you travel Uh and it's like pink and it's I think somebody gave it to me hashtag blessed and I was like I used it because it was the only thing I had, Uh but I actually did not want to, which was weird. It was like, why don't you, why are you ashamed to put that on your bag? I think it's because of what it it is associated with. But as I searched my heart and I asked myself, why did you put hashtag blessed on that certain picture? It's, you know, we have had certain times in our family where we didn't have much Mm -hmm. and um, we couldn't take a vacation And, you know, money was tight, just situations like that. And things weren't always maybe as they are right now. And that can always change every day, you know, that can change any minute. I just, I sit in awe sometimes Mm -hmm. of where God has brought us. Mm -hmm. And I think that is why I put it out. I put it on that picture that time. I don't even remember what it was, but I'm Uh sure I've used it. Because I really felt, wow. Look at how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Look at where you brought us. This is such a blessing mm-hmm. to me and my family. But, you know, we can't, yeah. in the blink of an eye, understand the hearts of people.
1: Yeah. So you're suggesting us should give them a benefit of the doubt? Yeah, that's fair. We should do that anyway.
0: <laughs> because Since we're, we're disciples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are some good ones. Yeah.
1: Does it say that in the Bible? What? To give someone the benefit of the doubt.
0: Mm, no, but you know what we're going to talk about next week? What? We are going to talk about things that we say that people assume are in the Bible that are not.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't wait because, you know, me being, I mean, fairly new, I've been doing this for about 12, 15 years now, still feel fairly new at it. I can't wait to hear the
0: things. It's going to be interesting. We're going to unplug a few of those things. So we'll see you next time on The Sinner and the Saint.